Good day, everyone. It is October 3rd, 2022. Goodbye, September. Goodbye to the third quarter of 2022. If September felt awful, it was. It was one of the worst Septembers um, that we've had in a long time and certainly will rank amongst one of the worst in the last 50 years. I want to take a little different tact uh, with this update because I think what a lot of you are probably experiencing is clients kind of having had enough, right? They're just, they can't take it anymore. The pain is too much. They just want to go to cash and wait this thing out. And this is where the challenge really comes in. This is when the behavior gap forms, right? Selling now is probably one of the worst things you could do. And it's going to feel good, but this is the marshmallow test. If you don't know what that is, by all means, Google it. But this is about delayed gratification. And this is a reminder why equities generate high returns in relation to other asset classes, because it's harder to make the returns from equity. And this is why it's harder. And it's not like working out where every time you work out, you know, you've got to strain the muscles a bit. You might be sore. Equities are far worse than that. Most of the time it feels pretty good. In a lot of our recent history, owning equities has felt pretty good. And every now and then it just feels awful. And it's enduring those awful periods that are critical to making that long-term return on equities. There's lots of studies, right? If you miss the one best day of the year and all that kind of thing, and all of that is true. Uh, And so now we need to work collectively to ensure that clients can get through this. And part of it, too, is I think the expectation, again, we collectively, advisors and portfolio managers, are supposed to find a path through this that eliminates the pain. And the reality is it's not possible. And there's a bunch of risks you take in doing that. So as portfolio managers, we talk all the time about where are we in the cycle? How should you be positioned? What if you think inflation? What if you think the Fed's going to turn? And the reality is we know that best returns typically come from owning great companies at good prices, right? That's just the reality. They compound well, they create the value. So if you're not going to do that, you're potentially compromising long-term returns for some sort of short-term benefit. So if you're going to sell out of a great compounder and own utilities, you know you're not going to make make a great long-term return out of utilities. So is that trade going to be worth it? Is that pain prevention going to be worth the risk of, of losing some of that upside? And I think, too, with advisors and looking at broader asset classes, it's the same sort of thing. Do you go to cash now? Well, I ask people, when would you go back in? right? After the Fed turns, after the economy recovers, well, too late, too late, right? It's the market will have recovered substantially by that. And and so I think to think we can navigate through this by preventing the pain, I think is reminding people it's just not realistic. And this year is a good reminder, there was no place to hide. I mean, bonds, stocks, I mean, various sectors within stocks, you got a bit of a reprieve from energy early this year, and, and then some give back there as well. So it really is about you need to endure this pain. You need to make sure that what you're owning is going to get you out the other side and be achieving all-time highs at some point in the near future, within your future being a few years out. And so a couple things that I would, I would sort of want to make sure we're working together with you on, but is getting people to ride this out and remind people this is the pain. This is when you're going to get tested. If you fail this test, you won't make the good returns on equity. So that's certainly a big part of, I think, what we all have to do is don't compromise that three-month and risk the three-year return. Uh, it's always about trying to get that balance right. Uh, and again, it's, it's no one times is right. So if someone says, look, I just want to sell and I'll go back in later, when later? What's that decision? And don't think we can interpret the data. I think the hard part, we look at the data all the time, inflation data, labor data, trade data. Uh, and the hard part is, you know, we can interpret that, 
but the biggest influence, as we know, on the markets is the central bank. So we're not interpreting data. We're trying to interpret how a very small number of people are going to interpret the data because it's their decisions have enormous influence. And that's pretty hard to handicap, right? We've, we've seen them certainly pivot. And I think the final thought I will leave you with, it's reminding clients as well that bad news in the economy can be good news for the stock market, right? What's going to turn this market is a Fed turning dovish, either going on pause or realizing they might have hiked too far. And what's going to trigger that is bad economic news, right? If there's mass layoffs, if there's a spike in unemployment, that's what's going to make the Fed turn and that's going to make the market rally. And so I think that's important too, is that it's the bad news is real. It's not that we need to be dismissive and be you know, blindly optimistic about the economy. Uh, it's that bad news would actually be good news for stocks. So to think you can sell and get back in, odds are you're going to miss some of the biggest return days of the year and therefore miss out on some of the, the big components of that longer run return. So a little different. I mean, October's off to a good start uh, as far as the market looks this morning. Um, who knows? I think sort of volatility is expected to continue until we see that Fed turn. But certainly there's some more negative data points out there. And you watch what happened in the United Kingdom. You're already seeing fractures in the financial system. And you certainly need governments and central banks working in sync. You can't have one stimulating the economy and the other trying to repress the economy. Uh, and that did create other dislocations. So we're starting to see some fractures. Um, you know, in certain portfolio, we're starting to layer on some, I would say, a little more aggressive, either long positions when we have liquid alternatives or getting a final port position for growth and recovery. Uh, so we continue that bend. But I, hopefully there's some some elements there that help you engage with clients and prevent the behavior gap from forming. But I'll leave it there for today. Um, have a great Thanksgiving, everyone, and we'll connect with you in another month. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.